0: We are on episode one hundred and thirty-three of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and Pastor, you know somebody could listen for sixty hours now. Have you done the math? Yeah, well, well I, mean, I guess that it makes 60, sense. Yeah, 60 I can divide, but it's all right. Sixty something, so they could like go to sleep every night for a whole week and listen to us all night long. I mean, yeah. they can really, you know, we really are getting a a, 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 a series, behind a library us here of episodes. Yeah, yeah, so. do, you, do you
1: do well with long division? <laughs>
0: if I can write it down. Well, <laughs> I can't do it in my head at all.
1: No, just you you said I was trying to do the math in my head. They had me thinking about uh this past week our kids were on virtual school on Friday. Oh
0: boy, that's Yeah.
1: Well, I and I do I guess yeah, they they canceled school, not what well, didn't cancel, it was virtual because yeah, yeah. of the impending Winter storm. storm that was yeah. coming that wasn't really coming until, you know, nine o'clock that night. But let's make sure they're out of school. It, it didn't make any sense to me, but I mean, who am I? I, I can't question what they. Well, they did, it. it's you, whatever. So, so they were home and on the the internet doing their school, which is always a challenge anyway. And uh, my oldest son Luke, he's he's doing that long division with the the two numbers in front. What's that called? The divisor, oh, the divisor and the don't, quotient. Don't, I don't know. Don't but even ask, brother. It was two numbers, and so it was like seventy five divided by, or you know, five thousand four hundred thirty three divided by seventy five, or whatever the case may be. And it's been it's been a long time since I've done
0: that. I can do it if I write it down on paper, but there's no way I can. Well, I couldn't remember how to do head. it. I had to.
1: Um, that's why, you know, I, I, I wish they had this when, when we were in school. And I told you about this. You can get the phone. No, no, no. The phone. They have these apps that you yeah. can take a picture of the problem. You can take a picture of it and it works itself out and it shows you every step. Oh, along the way. my gracious. It's, it's amazing.
0: Well, but it doesn't help if kids are trying to learn how to do it. Well, I it helps you they get dads. It, it
1: helps dads. They're trying to help remember help how dads. to do it, right? So it, it's 10 bucks a month, but that was $10 well spent to buy that little app. To, <laughs> so I, I spent $10. I spent $10 to do Luke's homework.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow.
1: But you know what? I remember how I, I can do long division again. <laughs> we need That's to wrap great. some math problems after we get done. And
0: Everybody uh, needs to learn because we don't have calculators or anything we need to you know, learn to do long division
1: <laughs> i pulled up a youtube video um because it, you know that's where you learn everything and and I, <laughs> I, I i searched for long division videos so i could remind myself how to do it and and the guy on the video he showed us how to do it and he said you know the, the teacher guy he said you know when when we do this we just tell kids to use our calculators i'm like well that that have been helpful before wow. I start watching the video. Wow. which you know i mean yeah nobody needs to know how to do that stuff I mean, it's not a skill you use. I don't ever, I mean, I haven't done long division since school. I,
0: I guess, unless we have a nuclear war. We'll and all the calculators are calc- exploded. Yeah. You know,
1: maybe, but I don't think we're going to be caring about dividing at that point.
0: Yeah. We're probably just, where's the next day of food going to come from? <laughs> right. But But Any that would rate. be like, we need four apples. We got eight people. We need, you know, everybody gets half an apple. You know, <laughs> divided. Anyway. At that point, it's just fight for the apple. <laughs> exactly. You know,
1: survival of the fittest.
0: Survival. Whoever can beat the pound of daylights out of the other one is okay. Oh, that. Oh, man. Yeah, sorry, the guy's a
1: little bit off track. What are we talking right. about, Trey?
0: Well, anyway, as we listen to the podcast, let's t- we just uh, ask you to take a few minutes, invite someone to listen this week, maybe on Facebook or Twitter, text them, call them on the phone, whatever it takes. Ask them if they can do long division, those kind of things. <laughs> and then uh, anyway, it just helps, you know, get the word out. And of course, helps people understand what we're talking about when we say connecting faith to life, because mm-hmm. that's what the Bible is about, connecting people to what the word of God is saying and then transferring it into our lives so that it impacts not only others, but our own lives. Um, there's a lot of people that want to understand biblical principles, but this one is one of those things that is very hard because as soon as you say things about it, people immediately begin to do that thing that you're asking them to, you know. <laughs> this it, is the ouch one. This one yeah, hurts a little bit. This is, uh, we're going to talk today about overcoming a judgmental heart. Yeah. And, you know, when you say that, you know, we always, everybody knows the quote, judge not that you ye be yeah, not judged. Yeah. That's, the, if they don't know, if they don't know John three sixteen, they know that. Verse. Right. I heard
1: a preacher say, well, James Merritt, you know, James Merritt. Yes, yeah. I heard him say one time, and when he, when I was a sinner, he came and preached to our chapel. He said. That it's not John three sixteen that's the most quoted verse in the Bible. He said Matthew seven one. It is, is the most quoted verse in the Bible. He said whether you're a believer or unbeliever, we all like to throw up Matthew seven one. Judge not, lest you be judged. Mm-hmm.
0: And and we either use we're either using it as, as an excuse or we're yeah. using it to correct other yeah, people. Yeah, 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 we yeah, use yeah. it all the time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and, and and the reality is, I mean, you think about this. We're we're talking about today what it looks like to have a judgmental heart, and how do you overcome it if you do have a judgmental heart? And I bet you there's not one person listening to this episode, or one person you'll find on the streets that will say, you know what, I have a judgmental heart.
0: They all think they don't. Oh, uh, well, uh, including us, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I have me. a
1: judgmental heart. I mean, I think you know a pretty you know easygoing, kind of eh, whatever kind of guy. But if you, if I start to think about it. Very quickly, I realized, mm-hmm. wait a minute, there, there are some issues within me that I need to deal with. I, I can be a little judgmental at times, right? Mm-hmm. For example, when they went to virtual school on Friday, I, I, immediately there was some judgmentalism. <laughs> well, what do you think you're doing, right? You yeah. should have school. It's not going to snow until or ever. So, you know, all of a sudden that those judgments um uh, popped into my mind and, you know, came out, came out of my mouth in my home. Right. So, so, you know, I don't consider myself a judgmental person, but there are those times when, when it does, it, it comes out, right. Mm-hmm. Those, those. And so, and understanding too, Trey, that when we talk about judgmentalism, there, there, um, there, there's a right kind of judgment. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have to make judgment calls in life. Of course, you do. You have to call truth, truth, and lies, lies. You have to call right, right, and wrong, wrong, mm-hmm. what's sin and what's not sin. I mean, so those, the, the, every day we're, we're making judgments, right? And so there's a difference between being. Uh, making judgment, right, kind of this righteous judgment, what's right, what's wrong, what's mm-hmm. truth, what's not truth, and and all those kinds of things, and even helping people to see those things, there's a difference between that and a condemning judgment, mm-hmm. where we where we lay guilt on somebody, you are a terrible person because, right, mm-hmm. or man, I, I can't believe you did, or whatever the case may be, that, that kind of condemning judgment where we're laying guilt upon someone mm-hmm. and judging them, um, act, really, in a lot of ways, acting as God over their lives, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, That is what Jesus is talking about in Matthew chapter 7 when he says, Judge not, lest ye be judged. He's talking about that critical, uh, you know, nitpicky sometimes, Mm -hmm. condemning judgment where we're laying guilt upon somebody else.
0: Well, I think that's a good way to get started because the truth is is that we need to ask some questions then if that's going to happen. So you've got uh, two questions that we can ask if we're going to overcome this judgmental heart. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, this is going to be a probably a very judgmental. <laughs> you know, it's so hard to talk about this because, you know, again, it, it gets into the judgmental. And we got to figure out what that means. The difference yeah, between so being judgmental. We're this and, is helpful. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: so you can so you and I can discover, I mean, on the inside, are we really more judgmental than we think that we are, right? Mm-hmm. So before we ask the two questions, let's yeah. let's let's set it up by reading the passage yeah, in Matthew chapter that. seven, because Matthew chapter seven really is helpful for us to get our minds around this idea of judgment So Matthew 7 beginning verse 1 Jesus says do not judge So that you won't be judged For you will be judged by the same standard Now that word standard I think is pretty key We'll come back to that by the same standard with which you judge others, and you'll be measured by the same measure you use. Why do you look at the splinter in your brother's eye but don't notice the beam of wood in your own eye? Mm. Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the splinter out of your eye, and look, there's a beam of wood in your own eye. Hypocrite. First, take the beam of wood out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to take the splinter out of your brother's eyes. So that's what Jesus says. So what does he mean when he says that? Let's let's, let's think about it by asking these two questions. Okay, ask, first question
0: is this. How do I know if I'm judgmental? Yeah. How do you That's know if you're judgmental? Because again,
1: most of us would say, eh, I'm not judgmental. I'm a, I'm, you know, I mean, I love everybody, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we would all say that. I love everybody, no matter who they are, no matter the color of their skin, no matter where they come from. I love everybody. We would all say that.
0: Right. I think. Most of us. Would. Most of us would. Most of us would.
1: So if, if we would all say that, then how do we know if we are judgmental? So what's the first one, Pops?
0: Uh, you treat rumors as facts.
1: Ah, so you think about judgmentalism, all of a sudden, we're also getting into a lot of other areas mm-hmm. that cause us to be judgmental. We start thinking about our gossipy selves, right? And when we hear a rumor about somebody, we automatically assume the worst instead of assuming the yep. best. You hear somebody say something about somebody else like, oh, he did that or she did that or he said that or she said that. And then instead of thinking about, okay, maybe that's not true mm-hmm. because I know that person. And they wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Instead of assuming the best, we automatically assume the worst, and we join in that gossip. And well, if that person said he did it, it must be true. Mm-hmm. I can't believe she did that. I can't believe he did that. And so, 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 those of us who are are judgmental, we we treat those rumors as if they are facts. Mm-hmm. And and that's I, dangerous.
0: And I also think it's. It, if we've prejudged someone and I don't I know that word sounds funny but if we prejudge someone in other words if we assume that they're going to do the worst thing yeah then immediately when that ha- when we hear the rumor we it just affirms our, yeah. our judgment yeah. already yeah. yeah and we oh yeah I knew they would have done I know that that's what they would have done yeah, yeah. and uh, and then the other other side is just as true you find somebody you love and yeah. you, you're supporting them and you love them and you hear it and you go oh that couldn't be true so, you know, that it, it has a lot to do with how we're treating that person That's as well. That's exactly
1: right. I heard someone say years ago, and this was super, super helpful for me, um, you know, and whenever we talk about people, mm-hmm. we have to be careful. Because because whenever we talk to people, just because of our sinful nature, we can slip into saying things that are negative or not Christ-like. Mm, wow. Whenever yeah. we talk about people, it is easy to slip into gossip. Well, I think she did this, or he did this, or he said that, she said it's easy. And so I had someone tell me years ago, it's much wiser to talk about ideas than to talk about people. I
0: agree. I agree.
1: Right? So ideas, and just, just those. you know, instead of talking about people, let's talk about ideas. Well, For us as followers of Jesus, let's find things that honor Christ to talk about. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about his word. Let's talk about what Christ has done in our lives. Let's talk about those kinds of things rather than talking about people. because, Because reality is anytime you start having a conversation about somebody else, there is a tendency to slip into that gossip and to spread those rumors and that will lead to some judgment so so you, you know you have a judgmental heart if you treat rumors as fact which leads right into the next way
0: you know if you're judgmental which is this you spread perceived truths yeah, about yeah. others
1: because I, I heard you tell me that trey you told me that he mm-hmm, did this mm-hmm. right and so i'm believing you it must be true and mm-hmm. so i need to go tell my wife about that right i need to go tell this person about that and <laughs> so that rumor that you've heard you begin to spread that yep. rumor and, and that's being judgmental. Mm-hmm. And you think about it: when, when, when? Why do we spread rumors? Why do we talk about others in negative ways? Why do we tell someone else what someone else told us about someone else? Why do we do that?
0: Well, I, I remember one time you preaching and one reason is at least it makes us look better, yeah. In their eye, you know, yeah. in other people's eyes, yeah, you
1: know? yeah, because all of us are prideful, and mm-hmm. all of us want to be thought of highly by other people and so we just have a tendency to tear others down so so someone might look at us and say Oh, you would never do that. You would Mm -hmm. never say that. Mm -hmm. You would never, or or even we would say. Can you believe that she did that? I would never do that. Right, right. Can you believe that he said that? I would never say that. And so a lot of times the uh, the rumor spreading, the gossip is a way to tear others down to build ourselves up. You know, Mm -hmm. and 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 that is that 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 is certainly being judgmental, but it's also being very prideful. Oh, I was
0: going to say pride has a big part of that. Yeah,
1: yeah. So just understanding, right? This is how you know you have a judgmental heart. You're 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 treating rumors as facts mm-hmm. and you're taking those perceived facts those things that you think are true that you haven't validated, you haven't gone back to the person and talked about, mm-hmm. but you're beginning to spread them as truth in a, in a way to condemn that person, right, mm-hmm. uh, that you're spreading the gospel about and, and also as a way to build your own self up. Mm-hmm. So that's dangerous.
0: Number three, you think you know the motives of the hearts of others. Yeah, yeah.
1: This is another way you can discover if you're judgmental or not. When someone makes a decision, mm-hmm. right, you just assume you know why they made the decision. Mm Right.
0: Yes. I've done that.
1: When they cancel school Friday, it's because they don't like my kids. They just want a day off for my kids. Right. <laughs> or and so or I, they want
0: you know, whatever. Right? they want a day off. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Whatever. And so so, you know, I, I'm beginning to assume the motives of somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that's dangerous. That is being judgmental because you don't you don't know the heart uh, of every person. And you will know the heart behind some decisions because I know I mean, I just think about it from a pastoral perspective in ministry. We're having to make decisions at Northwood, Mm -hmm. right? And and, and there will be decisions that we make and decisions we have made Mm -hmm. that, that aren't popular with everyone. Right. No. Yeah. And and so it's, it's, it's easy for someone to look at decisions maybe that we're making and say, well, they're making that decision because, Mm -hmm. and never have a conversation with us as to the, why we made the decision. Right. And so that, what that creates is a misunderstanding. You're assuming a motive when you don't know the motive, when you don't know the, the prayer that went in or the conversations that were had or the, or the reasons why the decision was made. And so you're, you're, you're making a judgment of, you know, a person who made the decision Mm -hmm assuming that you know what went into that decision and likelihood is you probably don't. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's always best to give someone, um, you know, the benefit of the doubt. Now, I, I know when we're talking about sinful decisions, that's a, a kind of a different ball game, and we need to help people get to the heart of their sure, sinful decisions sure. and help yep. them to turn to Christ. But, but, but lots of times, you know, whether you know, the school closing on Friday or a decision that's made the church, or you know, something your your spouse did a decision that your spouse did made that you thought, man, that was the dumbest decision you ever made mm-hmm. in your life. You, you don't know the reason why that decision was made, mm-hmm. and so just um, you know, not assuming that and having that conversation to understand why that decision was made was super helpful. But, but, but that's a judgment. Heart. A judgmental heart says, you know, he made that decision. That was the dumbest decision ever. Mm-hmm. And you don't know that, you, you think you know why he, he, he made that decision just because he's, he's not wise or because, you know, he, he likes this or whatever the case may be. Or to and,
0: get back you know, at you know, me or, 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 or to get back or or at them get, or, you know. I will say I've been in enough staff meetings now to know this. We never make emotional decisions like no, that. We're no, saying let's get back at that. Let's no, make sure no. it's always about what's going to be the best in the long yeah, run for yeah, Northwood Baptist yeah, Church. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, what we're looking at. Yeah.
1: yeah. So, but just you know, and that was just an example. But yeah, but yeah. We, we have a tendency to do that. We have a tendency to look at the decisions people make and then assume that we know why they made that decision. Mm-hmm. And then if it's a decision we don't like, we assume again we assume the worst about the person. And they made that decision because you know. They're an evil person or they're trying to get back at me or the case may be mm. when that might not at all be the case. So yeah. be careful of that.
0: Yeah. Number four, you focus on the minor flaws of others while you ignore your own faults. Yeah, this, is, this, this is the splinter deal. Yeah. This is yeah. where Jesus gets
1: to it in the passage, yeah. right? He talks about, you know, don't, don't point out this back in somebody's eye when you, you haven't even considered the log that's in your own eye. Right. But we are just really good at this. We are really good at nitpicking people. <laughs> oh
0: man. are yeah.
1: we? we're really good oh. at just pointing out the minor flaws we're, we're good at that in our marriages right uh-huh. you know seeing the minor flaws of our spouse and just focusing on those minor flaws we're, we're good at that at, at that as parents focusing on the minor flaws of our children we're good with our friends i mean we are real good at nitpicking stuff oh, right boy, yes and 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 we're we're we do a very poor job of stepping back and say wait a minute i got some problems too and 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 we, we have a tendency to either ignore or justify our own flaws instead of dealing with them while at the same time, you know, nagging people about their minor flaws. And so, so you know, this gets to the heart of what Jesus is saying in this passage. Be careful. You're pointing out the stuff of others, you're condemning other people, but you, you fail to take a look in the mirror mm-hmm. and consider your own self. That's, that's dangerous.
0: And, and the reality is we should look at ourselves first. Yeah, absolutely. Always. Absolutely. What was my motive? Why did I say that? Mm-hmm. Why did I do that? You know, all those things, it's always best to look at ourselves first yeah. before we make that judgment call. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Number five, you fixate on the negative and never affirm the positive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, this is what judgmental people do, that we're always looking for the flaws and Mm -hmm. we're always, you know, it's the whole, the the sky's always falling mentality, the Debbie Downer mentality, Mm -hmm. right? That life always stinks and you always stink. I mean, and just, again, it's just, it's always assuming the worst in someone else Mm -hmm. instead of assuming the best. I'm just going to tell you from life experience, right? From life experience, my life is much more enjoyable. My life is much happier and peaceful when I assume the best rather than the worst. Now, that doesn't mean that I ignore the flaws of people. People, right but i am saying that that instead of focusing on that negative in that person I'm, I'm i'm gonna assume the best
0: yeah well but, yeah I, I just think we have to yeah just, even for our own mental for my sanity yeah exactly right? i can't sit there and worry myself sick over are they doing it the right way yeah, or yeah. how they why they make yeah. judgment calls yeah all right let's get to the second question then How do I overcome a critical heart?
1: So we talked about how do I know if I'm judgmental? and We gave you five ways you can know, so kind of reflect on those. But but as you reflect on those, you're probably going to discover like me that, yeah, I'm probably a little more judgmental than I think I am. Mm -hmm. And so if I am a little more judgmental than I think I am, how do I overcome that judgmental heart? What's the first way, Trey?
0: Number one, know that ultimately you're not the judge.
1: That sounds real easy, but we struggle with that. (laughs)
0: We say it a lot. Yeah, we say it a
1: lot, but we <laughs> but we struggle with that. I mean and and that, but that's the, the bottom line gospel truth. You are not the ultimate judge. There is only one judge who is sitting on the throne and his name is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You are not him. Mm-hmm. And if, if that's the case, I mean, who are you? Who do you think you are to, to cast judgment on other people when you are not the judge? And so every time we judge in a condemning way, mm-hmm. what we are doing is we are usurping the throne. Mm-hmm right we we are we are rising up and taking from Jesus what belongs to him mm-hmm. his authority and and his judgment and and, and you know how Jesus judges Jesus judges. Jesus judges with grace. Amen. Every time. Right? Every now time. I know that there is going to be ultimate judgment for those who reject Christ, but for those of us who are followers of Jesus, we know what the Scripture says about the, mm-hmm. us. That in Christ, in Christ, the one who has the authority to judge us Romans eight one in Christ, there is no condemnation, no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus our Lord. Right. And so, so just think about it. You are not the judge, and so be careful of that. Be mm-hmm. careful of of taking uh, authority from Jesus and acting as the judge because you are not the judge
0: mm-hmm. and i think that's we take that out of god's hand. romans 2 is all about that where yeah. you said you can't do that you end up doing the same things and you know that's the whole splinter thing too right anyway number two stop calling people to live out your standard yeah
1: i think that's, that's one of the reasons one. why we judge we judge because we want people to live to up to our expectations to or our standard. i mean think about it in your In your home, you have certain standards that you want your children to live up to. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know I do, and we're constantly talking about those standards. And then when my children don't live up to those standards, my immediate reaction is, what in the world is wrong with you? I mean, why can't you get this? What's yeah, wrong yeah. with your brain? I mean, yeah. well, I don't, I don't get it, right? I told you a million times that I expect your room to be clean. Why can't you do it? What's wrong with you? All right, All right. Is there, are your hands broke? I mean, what, what's, what's the deal, right? Or, or whatever it might be, you, know, you see. And so that's my standard that I've set in my mm-hmm. home. Now it's good to have standards, of course. Yeah. But ultimately, my my children, my my friends, my my spouse, whomever, ultimately those around me, they're not called to live up to my standards. Exactly. They're called to live to, to God's standard. And so, so so what happens is every time someone doesn't live up to my standard, what I think is right or what the way I think it should be, or uh, my preferences or whatever the case may be, when people don't live up to my standards, then it's easy for me to be judgmental towards them. But I have to understand, right, uh, that it's not my standard. People are called to live to it's God's standard. And what this should do is humble me. Mm hmm. Because when I look at my own life, I begin to realize, you know, I'm not very good sometimes at living up to God's standard,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And that's what, what Jesus says in the verse, right? For you'll be judged by the same standard with which yeah. you judge others. Wow. And so just kind of thinking about, you know— the standard in which I judge, I call people to live up to my expectations mm-hmm. rather than God's expectations. But when I, when I focus on God's expectations for my life, it humbles me and that helps me be more gracious to others as well. Right.
0: International missions. Uh, we, we were overseas for several years and, one of the things you had to understand is that what they thought was important what I thought, I thought was important were two different things. Yeah. I yeah. would be judged literally. I would be judged because I used my left hand.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean yeah, that was a big deal yeah. to them. I, I, mean, I mean that was a huge ideas, deal. Yeah. I
0: literally had somebody come out to me while I was filling the car up with gasoline and tell me never to come back to that gas station because mm. I was using my you know, I was using my left hand my left hand. But you're not left handed. Yes I am. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, I'm left handed. I guess so. I
1: never knew. I'm, I'm sorry, Pops. I should have known that. That's
0: all right. It doesn't matter. The oh, point. Man. The point is, is that what's what's imp- just because it's important to me doesn't mean it's important. Yeah. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So,
0: okay. Exactly. Uh, number three. Deal with your own flaws before you try to deal with someone else's flaws. So Jesus says in the
1: passage, right? Mm-hmm. Who who are you to to look at someone else and judge them when you when you when you have the same issues and you're not dealing with your own issues, right? And so just this idea of I, I need to walk carefully before the Lord and before others. I need to be I need to be cognizant of my own sin and always be asking God to help me to see my own sin and failures. And so, you know, just think about it. Before you judge that person, mm-hmm. just stop. Stop and reflect on your own walk with the Lord. Where Amen. are you? Amen. Where are you in your own walk? Before you judge someone else's marriage, stop. Mm -hmm. How are are you as a husband? Mm -hmm. How are you as a wife? Before you judge the way someone parents, stop. How are you doing with your parenting, Mm -hmm. right? Before you judge someone and their lack of walking with God, stop. How are you doing in your walk with God? And just, you know, before you judge that coworker for being that lazy coworker, whatever the case may be, stop. What are your flaws at work? You know what I'm saying? So just in in, in every instance where you're tempted to judge, just stop. Mm -hmm. How are you doing in that area?
0: You know, I I don't know if this is a good way to respond or not, but I have gotten in my heart over the last uh, probably 20 years over this time period. I have to stop and say, that's not my problem. Yeah. In other words, yeah, they might not be working like I think they should work. They might not be speaking like I think they should speak, whatever it is. But I have to realize that's not their problem. That's that's a a work of grace in their lives that I've got to allow God to continue to work. If I can encourage them or build them up. Encourage, help, build up,
1: but, uh, you know. To condemn somebody yeah. is, is, is wrong, obviously.
0: Number four, pray for those that you disagree with. This is a good one.
1: That, that'd that be helpful, wouldn't it, Bob? Yes. Just to stop and pray. When, when you see that person that you disagree with or you're wondering why they made the decision they made or you think, man, how can they live that way? Pray for that person. Mm-hmm. But don't only pray for that person, pray for you, that you would have a heart Amen. that would respond well Amen. to them and you would have a heart of grace towards that person. And so, I mean, prayer really is the answer to a lot of our problems. It is. Just spend time with God and coming before him and saying, okay, I see this person doing this and uh, just help me, Lord, have the right attitudes toward this person and how I should respond with grace towards this person.
0: I saw a meme that said, God did not give you a discerning heart so that you could criticize people. Right. God gave you a discerning heart so you could pray for people. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, absolutely. That you lift them up to the yeah, Lord. Absolutely. And then number five, and that is, if you must criticize, go to the person you have fault with and talk through the issue with grace and compassion. Easy enough, right? Easy to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to know. We, we, we just don't want to do that. That's, right. You know.
1: But the reality is, is that as followers of Jesus, we do have a responsibility to help people that we love who mm-hmm. we see making sinful choices and who we see rebelling against God. We, we, we were called to bear one another's burdens. We're called to point out sin. I mean, we we're called to do those things. It's just in how you do it. Mm-hmm. What we tend to do when we see somebody stumbling in their faith is that's when we tend to gossip and talk about them and oh, say, boy, can you yeah. believe they, they did that? Instead of coming around them, right, instead of praying for them and coming around and say, hey, let me talk to you about something. I've, I've been seeing this in, in your life, and I just want to have a conversation with you about it because I love you and care for you, and, and, and I want to help you. I mean that—that's the way we should approach it, right? And 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 for some of us, it's saying, "Hey, I've—I've I've been there. I've gone through that experience. I think I can give you some wisdom as how to, you know, not make these kinds of choices, or where the case may be." And so, just you know. Not all criticism is bad criticism, mm-hmm. obviously. And sometimes, you know, we, we certainly need to speak into the lives of others and give that constructive, helpful, gospel-centered criticism that's going to help someone see uh, how they can get back on track in their walk with the Lord. And so it, there's nothing wrong with confronting someone mm-hmm. in their sin, but it's all in how you do it yeah, and all yeah. in how you you show grace and compassion just like Jesus did. I mean, again, uh, there, there's lots of examples, but you think of, of, of you know, the, the story of Zacchaeus. Mm-hmm. This This one who had you know uh, tr- was a traitor to his own people because he became a tax collector, and Jesus man, he said, "Hey, I want to go to your house and talk to you, man." He, he gave him attention when no one mm-hmm. else would. Think about the woman caught in the act of adultery. Yes, I mean, this is the perfect example there where Jesus tells her, "Hey, go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't judge you like they did. Go and mm-hmm. sin no more." And so so this is the way Jesus did. He, mm-hmm. he didn't uh, overlook sin. But he had a way of confronting it with a lot of grace and compassion, and, and we should too.
0: And I, I, I have stolen a line that you use all the time with me, mm-hmm. and I appreciate it, and that is this. Have you spoken to them about it yet? Yeah, yeah. You know, I come to you and say, so-and-so did that that, that Well, have you spoken to them about it? Yeah. <laughs> Easy enough, right? You know, and so then my responsibility then, as always, to go and speak to them about absolutely. it. Absolutely, know? absolutely. Even when you're speaking to the pastor. so that's
1: Absolutely, important. absolutely.
0: Well, Pastor, this has been great on how to overcome a judgmental heart and um, recognizing uh, if we are judgmental and then overcoming it with, right. with how to do it That's and right. so much is about our heart and how we respond to people so as we uh, consider the things we've talked about today why don't you close us out and yeah, get yeah, us ready yeah, for we hope week. this has
1: been helpful for you and and I know this is an issue that we all struggle with to some degree so I, I do hope that this has been practical and helpful and gives you some things to consider as you strive to be the kind of person that God has called you to be uh, we hope that if you have enjoyed today's podcast you'll go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can have new content delivered to your device every single week and as always leave us a five-star review. That certainly helps us get the word out about the podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.